Are you tired of spinning your wheels with ineffective marketing strategies? Do you dream of finding a way to grow your business while also giving back to your community? Well, have you thought about charitable auctions? Maybe you've tried them in the past and you feel stuck because you're tired of donating to auctions that haven't gone that well. Either the winners never bothered to redeem their gift certificates or the ones who did were so price sensitive that you wished you'd never heard from them in the first place. Or maybe you've wanted to try auction marketing, but you don't know where to start and the thought of a bunch of trial and error makes you want to lay down and take a nap. Well, we've just launched our brand new course, Rework Your Marketing with Charitable Auctions. In this course, you'll gain access to a comprehensive course that has been meticulously crafted over 18 years of our own trial and error in our portrait studio in the trenches of charitable auctions. In this course, we dive deep into the world of charitable auction marketing and uncovering the secrets to our success with this. From setting clear goals to identifying the best charities for your business, we'll show you how to navigate this powerful marketing strategy with confidence. But that's not all. You're also going to receive a treasure trove of exclusive resources, including customizable templates, vendor recommendations, and tracking spreadsheets. Picture this. You donate a portrait session to a local charity auction. Not only does your donation attract the attention of your ideal clients, but it also helps support a cause that you're passionate about. And with the tools and insights provided by this course, you'll be able to turn those auction winners into lifelong clients. So whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, now is the time to rework your marketing strategy with charitable auctions. Visit our website today, dotherework.com forward slash auctions, and take the first step toward transforming your business and making a difference in your community. Welcome to The Rework with Allison Tyler-Jones, a podcast dedicated to inspiring portrait photographers to uniquely brand, profitably price, and confidently sell their best work. Allison has been doing just that for the last 15 years, and she's proven that it's possible to create unforgettable art and run a portrait business that supports your family and your dreams. All it takes is a little rework. Episodes will include interviews with experts from in and outside of the photo industry, mini workshops, and behind-the-scenes secrets that Allison uses in her portrait studio every single day. She will challenge your thinking and inspire your confidence to create a profitable, sustainable portrait business you love through continually refining and reworking your business. Let's do the rework. Hi there. Today's episode is a quickie just a little shot in the arm to give you a boost of confidence as we head into the crazy busy season. I'm just recapping a few of the mind shifts that have made a huge difference for me in developing my own confidence in my business. And I hope that this short but potent episode will have the same effect for you. Hi, I'm so glad you're here. And I want to talk today about the concept of bulletproof confidence. Where do you get that? And is it really even a thing? I've spent the last 16 years building a profitable portrait studio that has allowed me to raise, educate, and marry off most of my seven kids 
in addition to fulfilling many of the dreams my husband and I have had for our family, one of which was retiring him from his job in 2013. And now he gets to work with me or has to work with me. And I'm not sure that was really a good trade-off for him, but it has been awesome for me. I've also spent a lot of time over the years teaching and helping other photographers to create businesses that support their dreams. And that really is the purpose of this podcast. The purpose of the rework is to help portrait photographers to uniquely brand, profitably price, and confidently sell their work. But underneath all of that, underneath being able to do those three things requires some level of confidence. And it's easy, I think, sometimes to look at those in the industry that seem to be killing it, doing great, that are speaking, whatever, and just think, you know what, they were just born with confidence. I don't have that. And I can tell you for sure I wasn't born with it. And for sure, it's something that I have developed. But being able to develop that confidence has changed everything in my business and actually in my life. So I want to take you back in time. It's 2005. I'm brand new to the portrait industry. So I had sold my scrapbooking store. I had been in business before. I knew how to run a business. I knew what it took. And I was ready for the next business. So at this point, I was investigating how do you do business as a portrait photographer? So I was looking at like how portrait photography had been sold to my mom when I was growing up, how it had been sold to me when my kids were little tiny, and then looking at how it was being done now. And I wasn't loving any of the ways that I saw. So let's see if any of these types of businesses sound familiar to you. When I was growing up and my mom was buying portrait photography, there definitely was what I call the old school oversell or the ego-driven jerk. These guys were running portrait studios on a model of if they cry, they buy. So they're going to get in, they're going to photograph a million pictures, they're going to show you the proofs, and then you're in that little room and they're going to strong arm you until you buy. The, the model was aggressive sales techniques, kind of a bait and switch. You know, you would have those like free gift certificates for, you know, a free session and a free eight by 10 if you come in. But the idea was that they wanted you to buy a lot of things. So they, but they didn't really disclose that ahead of time. And then they had just hoped that they could exploit how excited you were by looking at these images of your kids or your family and hope that you were going to buy something. They might threaten to shred your proofs of grandma if you didn't buy right then. You know, you leave and we're just going to shred them. I've heard of techniques where these guys were literally tearing it up in front of people. Crazy to think about that now, but that really did happen. Or maybe you had the photographer who was kind of the artiste, who was very much the talked in a very fancy way and kind of made you feel like you were stupid if you didn't understand what he was saying. So you just hand over your wallet because you just figured that he knew better than you did. That industry at the time was built on the old school premise of bigger is always better. Get the client in the room, sell them the biggest print possible or as many prints as possible. But unless they live in an airplane hangar, is that really a sustainable business model? And even if they do buy big every year, where is that all going to go? So the result was buyer's remorse for their client. It was bad for the client. They really ultimately had no respect or trust for you or your business. And they felt like they couldn't come back because they couldn't spend that every time. So businesses like this require a marketing machine because they really don't have a lot of repeat clientele or referral. It's just get them in, make them feel like this is what rich people do and make them buy everything. I hated that. It was bad for their business because it was a one and done client. And it felt just short-sighted to me, not really looking at the long term. I just knew that I didn't have it in me to do business in that way. 
Now, when I came into the industry in 2005, that was only a couple of years after digital had completely taken off big time. 2003 was the first year that digital cameras outsold film cameras. So we're just two years past that. And what I saw coming into the industry at the time that I did was what I would call the new school undersell. Or another way to put that is a lot of nice little doormats that were running businesses. It was the opposite problem because the new photographers, mostly female, were working as a side hustle or to support their photo gear habit. And they didn't really have to support a family on that income. It could just be kind of their side job. And so a lot of shoot and burn or shoot and post a web gallery online and wait for an order. The problems with the online proofing and shoot and burn model was that they weren't priced well because what are clients expecting for X number of files for X number of dollars? Many of these photographers were not running a sustainable business. They were running a side hustle. So they didn't really think it through and price their work to build a sustainable business until they realized that they were up until 3 a.m. every night retouching files because they'd sold 100 files for $100. Or they would feel bad because they wanted everyone to have their work. And that fell into that whole people-pleasing mindset. So the result of that, it was really bad for the client because though well-intentioned, this model was actually vastly underserving the client. It was abdicating all control. Basically, you're a camera for hire. There was not enough ego or confidence in what they were selling, no consultation or guidance. And the client basically has to do the photographer's job. It was bad for the business of the photographer themselves because this model attracts DIY clients who want to use you as a camera for hire, just maybe copying other photographers' concepts that they've saved to their Pinterest board. And then when you force them to order online, you're putting them in reduction mode versus addition mode. The client has to figure out the order if they even get that far. And that's why they don't order. They're just too overwhelmed and frustrated. So it's just give me the files. Many of these photographers were busy because they were cheap, but they weren't necessarily profitable. As I went to trade conferences through the years, I met so many amazing, talented photographers, some of who had been in business for many years. And that's when I met yet another type of photographer, the grumpy guys and girls, you know them, you might even be them. Chicken little, the sky is falling. The competition is killing us. All those new school girls are ruining the industry. It's never going to be the same. These photographers were spending way too much time reacting to what other photographers were doing and not enough time innovating and evolving their own work and their own business. The result was bad for their clients. Their clients weren't getting a motivated, excited photographer. It was bad for their business. You're discounting, creating products and policies based on reaction to photographers that may or may not even know what they're doing. I really felt like all of these types of businesses were very short-sighted and looking at each session like a single transaction versus a long-term relationship or simply worrying about what everybody else was doing. So I knew some things. I knew I didn't want to be a pushy salesperson, but I needed my business to support our family. I'd sold my scrapbooking store. I needed another source of income. And so this had to be a business. My intention was that it was going to be a business. It was going to support my family. So I couldn't give away my services. I hated the idea of being in constant comparison mode with other photographers. That did not make me happy at all. But it was super scary to sell my own work. And my confidence often suffered when clients would question my prices. When I had my scrapbooking store, I had, you know, here's a a set of stickers. I bought it for a dollar, sold it for $2. There was no existential angst involved in that at all. But when you're selling your artwork, it just seems like so much scarier. So what to do? 
Well, it took some trial and error and looking, actually looking outside the photo industry to other business models. But over the years, I had three huge revelations that helped me create the business that I have now to where I could sell my own work with bulletproof confidence, even though I really am a hardcore people pleaser at heart. So these are the three realizations. I realized that it's not about me. It's not about them. And it's actually all about me. So let's start with, it's not about me or it's not about you. I realized, Allison, it's not about you. It's not about the art, the lighting, the paper, the work is printed on. Nobody cares about us or our amazing abilities. They just care how our amazing abilities can solve their problems. They want photos of their kids. Their kids are getting older. They want to freeze time. They know that it's not going to last forever. We are a mirror for them. And if we do it right, we are reflecting back the most favorable version of that family or those kids. So for an example, we've all been through this. You show the client the images and a client says, oh, wow, you are so talented. So rather than launching into my education or my lighting prowess, I reflect that love back to the client. Thanks, but you know, you're the one that created these gorgeous humans. I'm just grateful that you brought them to me so I could capture them. Can you believe her sassy personality? Look at that little toe. Even her toe is sassy. And off we go talking about their kids and every little detail that makes their child or family special. I point out the expressions and gestures that are unique to their family, helping them see what is amazing about their family. And all of that makes the portrait more valuable because I took the time to notice and capture those things but also to point them out so that my client could see and experience it as well. And she will notice it every single time she walks by that portrait in her home. It will be the story they tell other family members when they look at it. It will be the story that that little girl's grandchildren will tell when she's no longer alive and that portrait is hanging in their home. We are illustrating their story. And that's so easy to be confident about. It's easy to be confident about how cute their kids are. It's easy to be confident about the love you felt in their family during the session. If it's not about me, I don't have to be something I'm not. I don't have to maintain some rock star persona. I can just be a mom who loves family and loves kids and whose work shows that love combined with my client's darling family and reflect it back to my client. I have rock solid confidence in those things. Number two, it's not about them the competition, those other photographers. The old school way of thinking was crush the competition. The new school way was copy the competition, even if it meant copying the worst business strategies ever created. And the grumpy guys were complain about the competition. None of this is required. All of those things are referencing somebody else. You are a market of one. Have you ever considered that you don't actually have competition? No one sees things the way you do. No one interacts with their clients quite like you. So it's useless to compare yourself with others. Like your mom always said, worry about your dang self. I can't possibly photograph every family in my city and there's enough business for everyone. I just want my people, the people that get me, that get what I do and that want what I do. Clients who love portraits and love to spend money on their homes. I'm going to double down on spoiling those clients, and then they refer more clients just like themselves. This is a continual process. So the less I looked at or worried about what other photographers were doing, the more confident I became in my own work. The more I leaned into my own vision and how I wanted to do business, the more my clients would ask my opinion. What would you do? And that's when I realized 
It actually is all about me. It actually is all about you, but not in the way we think. I realized that for my clients to fully trust me, I needed to have an opinion about what to do with images once they were captured, but not like the salesy ego guys would have you believe. As the photographer, we are familiar with having a point of view in our work, but what about a point of view about how that work should be displayed and where and what it should be printed on and how it should be framed? This is where the new school undersell photographers let their clients down in an effort to be accommodating and nice because the customer's always right and the customers want files. They didn't step up and provide direction, not before the shoot, not during the session, and certainly not after. It's here's your disc, what's your hurry? Once I began to help my clients visualize the possibilities, it changed everything for me. My clients had confidence in me and I had confidence in myself. The more confident I became in my selections, the more my clients trusted me to make those selections for them. So one tip I would have for you is after you've gone through the images and made the selects you want to show the client, take the time to think, what do I want her to have? If these were my kids or my family, what would I want to do with these images? And then put that together and suggest those things to her. How can she buy it if you don't show it to her? Confidence breeds trust. So when we have confidence, when we know what we're doing, when we have a clear vision of what it is that we want our clients to have, they trust us and they will ask us our opinion more and more often. They love it. When you think of another industry, if you went to a surgeon for a consultation, you wouldn't want some officious jerk who didn't listen to you or your symptoms and take time with you, but you also wouldn't want a limp noodle who asks you how you want to be stitched up and with what. If he abdicated all the decisions to you, you'd find another surgeon because you're not a surgeon. You don't have a medical degree. That's why you're going to him. You can't operate on yourself. And if you want things to be done correctly and you want to be healthy and heal correctly, you need somebody that knows what they're doing, is confident in their abilities, and is going to be able to say, here's how my expertise and my ability combined with what it is that you need can best benefit your life. And that's how we're doing. How can our abilities and our talents combined with what our client needs combined together with our expertise? How can we help them get what they most need? So the concept of it's not about you gave me confidence because it released me from having to be a rock star and having to be some big ego and some big talented photographer. It's not about them gave me confidence because it released me from worrying about the competition and comparing myself to every new photographer that came into my market. And then realizing actually it is all about me allowed me to confidently step into my expertise of marrying what I'm best at with what my client really needs and taking great care of her year after year. It changed everything. I realized quickly that in order to spend the kind of time and give the kind of service that I wanted and still be profitable, I had to create product and pricing to create a business that was sustainable and would support our family. Do you see what a few critical mind shifts can do for your business? So quit worrying about yourself. You don't have to talk about paper things are printed on or your lighting. You don't have to be a rock star. Quit worrying about the competition. You're a market of one. You're the only person like you that has ever been on this earth or ever will be. And focus on shooting what you love to shoot while refining your expertise to serve your very best clients. We're in the middle of the crazy season. I hope it's great for you. And I hope that these little tidbits about confidence will help you in your next meeting with your client. Go for it. You can find more great resources from Allison at dotherework.com and on Instagram at do.the.rework. Dot dot 